yes. Daddy, say yes. Yes. Testing. Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Everybody hearing that? Yes. All right. Testing, good. testing. One, two, three. Testing. Oh, welcome to the Wilderness Slaw Podcast. All right. <laughs> My name is Josie. And, and I'm full. Five. Yeah, five. you're five. You've been yeah. five a while. Everybody, introduce yourselves. I'm Josie and I'm five. All right. And what's yeah. your favorite subject in school? I like to do get on Get on the mic. I like to do centers and recess. What is centers? We get to go play inside. Centers is where you get to bring out some toys and play. Yeah. And there's lots of different centers. Some aren't open yet. Yeah. What is your name? Marion. Six, not seven, six. Um, and what's your favorite thing in school? I like recess, me. math sometimes. And I like social studies. Um, we learned about the ocean the last week. And what is your name? My name is Tristan. My favorite uh, subject. Subject is social studies and science. How old are you? And how many años are you? Oh, I'm 11. <clears throat> and how tall are you? I don't I like know. Science too. <laughs> I don't know how how tall I am. Me neither. About like three walls or something. I'm about four, I think. You gotta talk into the mic. We don't know. Ooh. Yep, just like that. All right. And welcome to the Wilderness Law Podcast. I'm going to say that like in a normal voice now. <laughs> and we got all the children's on the podcast today. Goofballs. Again. Again. And uh, they're eating and drinking, so hopefully there's not too much horrible and noises like that on the microphone. Much real voices like I just said. Daddy. <laughs> Tristan, quit being a piglet. Daddy. Hey, we're not piglets. Daddy. Except that y'all are going to turn around and all that bag of popcorn is going to be gone because your brother is in front of it. Daddy. Yes, my I, Joe. I haven't had any popcorn, mm-hmm. very much popcorn yeah, yet. Yeah, it's because your big brother's a hog. All right, Tristan, you have a newspaper article in front of you. Mm-hmm. We watched the first episode of a new TV show on Animal Planet last week, and today there was an article about it in the Austin newspaper. And I wanted Tristan to give us kind of a spiel after reading the article. He's watched the first episode of the show and read the newspaper article, and I wanted him to tell us all about it. So the newspaper article just kind of tells people to, like, watch the show, telling them where the places that the uh, people that are in the show are. um, Sorry. Talking about the West Texas, the West Texas, yeah, people, East Texas people, sorry, and all the regions that they're in and... Yeah, it's 
not that interesting of an article. It just tells you pretty much what the premise of the show is. What's the premise of the show? This <laughs> podcast is for people that don't know what you're talking about. Did you say the name of the show? Even? Lone Star Law. Motard. The Lone Star Law is about... Um, tell us all about it. It's about... Uh, Can I tell you? Um... In the state of Texas, who also deal with a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like drugs. Mm. They deal with drugs and alligators and snapping turtles. Fishing lines that are illegal. Yeah. I need to keep watching the recorder. Apparently the battery... When I first turned it on, the batteries were giving me a full meter, but it looks like we're, they were the meter was lying... Did you know there's only 550 game wardens in the state of Texas? That's probably a lot more than some states. That was good. I would. I have a friend that's a game warden. Uh, he's in Limestone County, I think, which is borders with the town I grew up in, which he's from my home hometown. Andy that called in that on one of our first podcasts, my, uh, my friend from high school. <coughs> he. Uh, his brother's a game warden. Um, Daddy? Yes, ma'am. Is it illegal to pick blue bonnets? <sighs> That's what we were always told on growing up. On the side of the road. Yeah. It's illegal to pick them on the side of the road. That's what we were always told growing up. And, sure, I guess. I don't know. Nobody, I don't think anybody's going <coughs> to throw you and turn your head away if you're going to cough. I don't think, and maybe also just don't cough. <laughs> Why are you coughing so much? All right, drink some of your drink and chill with the popcorn. And it may be drying you out. Oh, yeah, I got my coffee. Caveman coffee. I got that for you. Our number one negative sponsor. Yeah, it costs us money. But I still love it. Because Landry said, oh, Dad, he's a cop, and that's why Landry's allowed to pick blue bonnets. Nah. So, Tristan, what is this? Uh, you said what now? I almost missed what you said, Mary. That that's not true. <laughs> yeah, Land <sighs> yeah, Landry said that her dad's a cop, so she's allowed to pick a blue bonnet. That sounds like something a cop would say. Um, but no, if it's illegal, if it is actually illegal for us, then it's illegal for him. Okay. But my uncle once picked a bunch of blue bonnets and we freaked out about it. What? Uh, myself and your ungu were riding with him when we were uh, a little bit older than y'all. And, uh, he stopped to pick some blue bonnets and we were, yeah, I was like, we were freaking out. Um, all right, Tristan, what is this podcast going to be about? Hunting ethics. There you go. Yep. Marion, what are hunting ethics in your own words? All right, girls, if you're going to drink and if you're going to eat, turn away from the microphone while you do that. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. That's what I was trying to do for a long time. All right, you. What is our was, were hunting ethics? Yes, I'm looking at you. 
I already said your name once. Swallow the popcorn that you shoved in your face <laughs> after, after I asked you a question. And please respond to the question before child abuse happens. Mike. Jo- hold on, Josie. Let's do it this way. Josie, you tell me what hunting ethics is. It. Hunting. Uh, hunting. Is. Get on the microphone. Hunting, hunting ethics is uh, about. Like. One. one of Get on the microphone. One of them. Like. One of them, like. Um. When you shoot, shoot like somebody you 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 love and get her. That, that, no. Okay, Tristan. just keep going. That's Let her go. If, if if some somebody that you love that's in your family or something or your friend you, you would feel sad, and that's one one of the um hunting ethics. Um. Okay. <coughs> And I don't remember the other one. I don't think you remember any. You remember a version of it, which is interesting. But, I mean, you're five years old. It's okay. Marion, your turn. Okay. Okay, so. I should say, uh, we did not have a full conversation. Tristan sat them down, and he we, had a conversation about hunting ethics. I'm not 100% sure how clear Tristan is on hunting ethics, which is why I wanted it to happen that we way, so we like have 20, a conversation. We talked for like 20 minutes, and then... Please, keep talking over me. Sorry. Now you can go. We talked for like 20 minutes, and then I start, I, tried, I drew the picture. I did the thing with... Which we'll talk about the picture in a minute. With the, like, where you shoot this animal. And then there were... Then they were like, we want to draw our own pictures. And they started drawing pictures, and they wouldn't stop. Well, drawing pictures is fun. <laughs> Marion, what's hunting? What is ethics? Hunting ethics. What is just ethics or morals? Do you remember that? Morals, yes, morals. Okay. Get right on the microphone. So, Tilt it down a little bit. Okay, so morals is when, like... What, like, if Tristan just came up to my doorstep one day and shot me in the face, he would feel bad. That's very low ethics. But if he didn't, he just came over to hug and have a sleepover, that's high ethics. That's not a terrible way of describing it. So ethics is basically doing something that wouldn't make you feel bad for doing it. Well. That's what you told me. Yeah. Well, what good ethics, good morals is doing something good. Bad ethics, bad morals is doing something bad. Yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say. Yeah. Like if I were to rob somebody, that is morally bad. And if you were to give the bank more money, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. It's always bad to give the bank money. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a joke. You'll understand when you're 35. Only five. <laughs> the only reason I know why it's bad to give the bank your money is because, like, during the Great Depression, um, or and what happened right before Black yeah. Tuesday? 
I think that's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Um, when the stock market fell and everybody... You're also not speaking into the mic. When the stock market fell and everybody was... Uh, withdrew all their money from the bank. Uh, because they were scared they would lose their money. Okay. That's different than giving it. Anyway. <clears throat> so... Let's see. In the bank already has many, much, much money. Yeah. Many, much, so much money. So if you were to take money from a person that's richer than you, if you were to go up and hold a gun on them, is that good ethics or bad ethics? That's bad, but you... If you were to take money from your own pocket that you worked to earn... And give it to somebody that really needed it. Is that good ethics or bad ethics? That's good ethics because you're helping someone who needs it more than you do. Right. Well, I don't know if they need it more than you do, but uh, that's and that's not your fault. That's just, in my opinion, that's a bad turn of phrase Americans have gotten used to. Okay, and squirrels. So ethics, morals. Now we apply that to the world of hunting. Tristan, bad ethics is stealing all the popcorn from your sisters. <laughs> and get, really bad ethics is getting fat-faced chewy sounds on our microphones. <laughs> and being a pig like he always does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's he at that age. Me. He's at that age. I was quite... The piglet myself when I was your um, age. I've, I've told you the stories about eating two pizzas after getting home from school. What? and then And then being ready for dinner. Yeah. That was when I was, uh, quote, unquote, playing football. I was, te- I was on the team, and I practiced, but I was terrible. That was junior high. Bench warmer. Uh, he does not like that's calling me a bench warmer in my time in football is being very nice to what I actually was. He really does not Josie, like you're being slurping on the microphone. You're a water boy. Water he boy. really does not like being called a pignet. Pig, piglet. Yesterday, What's a pignet. Nobody would like being called a piglet except piglet of Winnie the Pooh. Like who played Jack the Ripper on Star Trek? Because Tristan, Jack the Ripper. You gotta watch the original Star Trek, dude. Hit me. Who's hiccuping? Me. Okay, hold your breath. I think they're both hiccuping. Okay, then, yeah, y'all don't know how to drink sodas out of a can, apparently. Stop it. I said hold your breath, Goofy. You too. All right, so let's talk about ethics and morals as they apply to hunting, as I think we've been trying to do for five minutes. Oh, boy. So, Tristan, you're the one who talked to them. So what would be a good question to ask them? Something about hunting ethics that they should or at least might know the answer to. Where do you... Whoa, a little too much on the mic. Yeah. Where do you shoot a... Back up like an inch. You know what's good? That's well. That's too far away from. Yeah, do that. Hello. Now talk. Hello. There you go. 
So, where do you shoot a deer? Well, we're talking. That's talking about shot placement. There, no. Let's go. Let's back up. Uh, before that, because I have that just because I have that on my notes for later. So, do you know what sportsmanship is? What? It's sportsmanship. Isn't it like about like? Isn't it like um? Sports sportsmanship. Isn't it like? Um, um, isn't it like, um, basketball and football and stuff? Well, that's sports. Yeah. What's sportsmanship? Um, I'm not really sure about that. Okay, Tristan. Oh, wait, Josie. I know. All right, get on the microphone. Sportsmanship. Get closer to the microphone. Sportsmanship means sportsmanship means that like <coughs> kind of like cheerleaders, but you're in um, a sport, but you're kind of also cheering, I guess. Okay, Tristan, your turn. Knock it out of the park. Sportsmanship <laughs> is like. Let's put this in the hunting. No. No one. Because that's what we're going to talk about is hunting. So let's start with something simpler. The girls haven't hunted, but they've played organized sports to some degree okay, in so recess and whatever. So if you're in like, T-ball and a kid on the other... Well, t- Josie, what's your favorite game to play? My favorite game to play. Your physical game, like a recess or whatever. My fi- my physical game to play is family with my friends. That's, that's my not thing. a that's not a game. No, like a game where you have a ball throwing oh, it back and forth or something like that. We don't have balls. We don't play no. that stuff at recess. We have. Yeah, have, they don't let we, you play. Do y'all have PE at all? <coughs> what do you do in PE? Do you play games there? Yeah, it I need really fun. We get to run around the gym. Yeah, do you play anything that has a ball? Yeah. Like what? Mm. Panther tag. We play... Um, what is panther? Oh. I know uh, some people listening to this podcast might... in I don't know about all states, but in the state of Texas, <clears throat> dodgeball has been made illegal. For school kids to play with. Exactly. That's that's a dodgeball. When I was in school, it was a game that I was also terrible at, but it was a lot of fun. And some idiot decided it was. Even though we still it re- bred bullying. And a, I'm okay with bullying. B, I'm okay with dodgeball. Um, we still have a type of dodgeball in our school. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you don't talk into the mic. There you go. We still have a type of dodgeball. Yeah. Okay. It's it's panther tag, pretty much. Is that what they're talking about? All right. How is panther tag played? Well, like there's four people that get a ball, and many people that don't. And you want to run trying get to get close to the mic, Mary. And you want to run chasing people trying to hit them with the ball. If they do, they have to go crisscross and stick their hands out and match they tag people. Okay, so is that what you're talking about, Tristan? That's Panther Tag. 
Oh, and we have a game called Crab Attack. Okay, all right. It is awesome! And... We're not going to... All right, stop. We're not going to talk about every single game you'll play. <laughs> so, if... So, does it help in Panther Tag or whatever you call it to be fast? Josie? No. Well, I guess, because you have to run around and chase people, so... I okay, guess. and if you catch up with them, you win? No, um, the... Like, it would be Minky against Pavia. Um, and whichever... And at the end, if, like, um, everyone in Miss Pavia was sitting down and Isabel was still up, that means the Minky kids would win. Okay. Well, I'm still not 100% clear on it, but we're not going to It's, it's kind of like... Dodgeball a little. Okay, we're not going to break it all down. It doesn't sound nearly as much fun as dodgeball, especially the way we played with leather basketballs. What? You don't, you haven't lived till you got cracked in the nose with a leather basketball at full speed. Why are you coughing so much, Joe? I've been cracked in the nose with a baseball Chill. multiple times. Yeah. Um, and deserved it every time, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Cause I've been you, skinned it, in the knee what by that, a kid. If you got hit in the face with a baseball, what does that mean? Didn't catch it. That's right. You, Marion, and Josie. Okay. So, is there a way to cheat at Panther Tag? Well, no. yes, there is. Yes. Because if and you if, get hit in the ball and you keep pointing and you're still tagged, that's cheating. So, if somebody did that... But the teacher, whoever missed it, and they let that person win, would you be mad? Yeah, I would tell the I would tell the teacher mm, about wow. what happened. You would tattle. No, I was just, you know. All right, finish. Get off the mic and finish chewing your food. Okay, here's the thing. So. That would be what kind of morals? The person that cheated. That would be bad morals. Right. And stop it. Sportsmanship is another word for morals, but specifically in the arena of sports, right? And most people, well, a lot of people consider hunting a sport. Okay? It's an outdoor sport. And so that's where... Sportsmanship is kind of the closest model to hunting ethics, right? So it's about fair. So if that guy cheats at Panther Tag and... Daisy did that once. No. So if Daisy cheats at Panther Panther Tag and gets away with it and wins the game, that's bad. She, she didn't get away with that. Um, the te- the Listen to what I'm saying. What you're saying doesn't... What That doesn't matter. You're getting distracted. Okay? I got it now. Okay. We're just a hypothetical situation. Daisy or whoever cheats, teacher or whoever doesn't see it, she gets away with it, her team wins. That's bad sportsmanship on Daisy's yeah. part, right? Yeah. If I'm hunting, the way that this usually works in hunting is it comes down to laws 
for the most part. So, like, if I'm a whole, I can't remember. There's so okay. So, if we're going fishing after bass, yeah, right, and we decide to go at night with lights and a bow and arrow. Is that hey? Let's, okay, first question: Is that legal or illegal? Bass is the number one game, freshwater game species. I would say illegal because I just think fishing and hunting at night's illegal. I don't really know though. Fishing at night is not illegal. Is I, I no, no no hunting at night is illegal if you're hunting game animals. Yeah. What was that? Uh, <coughs> Joke. Thanks for doing that very disgusting coughing in the microphone. Sorry. It's the only thing you did on mic this whole podcast. <coughs> Goofball. He's talked a little. It was very little. Okay. Uh, we're, so, bass are game fish. Game fish in the state of Texas are not, you're not, it's illegal to go after game fish with bow and arrow. With archery tackle. So if I were to shoot and catfish, actually, which I think we're one of the few states where it's illegal to get catfish with bow and arrow. Well, that's just because you can't really tell how big they are under the water. Wait, what? That's illegal? In Texas, it is. In Louisiana and other states, it's not. I have no idea. Well, actually, the argument when it was brought up was that uh you know there's no catch and release with bow fishing now if it's a carp or a gar nobody cares if you catch and catch and release or not Uh, you know if you catch it and it's too small it's one less gar in the world and nobody cares right and if you blow a hole through it with your 45 pound bow and then okay so anyway so even though most fishermen would look at it like, you know, if I catch it with a treble hook, it'll probably rip its insides out also. Or if I catch it with a regular hook that's a little bit too big or it's got a little bit too much of, yeah, a point on it or a curve or a this or a that, it, there's a high likelihood that that could kill the same bass you know, without me eating it. But that's considered, it's considered within the standards of laws and ethics. Yeah, it's considered, it's legal to catch a bass with regular fishing tackle hooks and rods and reels and bait, right? But it, what, Josie? Interest in all the popcorn. Yeah. All right, Josie, you get the pop, all of the popcorn for the rest of the podcast, because your brother and sister have both been piglets. Okay, so you understand what I'm saying. So it's illegal, but morally, it's kind of eh. It could be either way. On on a sportsmanship and that's kind of the we could get into sportsmanship but that's a much longer podcast than we're going to do as far as the actual boundaries of sportsmanship 
uh, when it comes to, or the definition or whatever, when it comes to haunting. Um, because a lot of people like to say, eh, we can touch on it very briefly. <clears throat> Josie, you're making tons of noise. Oh, Daddy. Daddy, I forgot to tell Hold you. Hold it open and eat. I forgot to tell you this. It's really cool. What? And the, and the people, it's even better to tell this on the podcast. Um, I can swim underwater better than I can swim over water without my floaties. That's how I was when I was your age. Literally? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she puts her face under and... Yeah, that's what I did. Frog swimming. <laughs> it really is frog On the mic. I put my goggles on and... Very it is cool. like a frog. Yeah, we didn't have goggles. Just spoiled little punks. I can do things. Anyway, sport, stop. It. Stop it. So a lot of uh, anti-hunters, what they bring up as when hunters try to say it's a sport. A lot of the thing a lot of anti-hunters bring up is, well, that doesn't make sense because sportsmanship is about fair. What's fair, right? Yeah, we are. And they bring up the fact that deer don't have deer don't have guns. They don't have archery tackle. They don't have binoculars. They don't have you know any human stuff. Rainproof basically. boots. Right. They don't have game cameras. They don't have clothes. Da, 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 da. Right. And my counter to that is, yeah, but we don't have um, the speed that they do, the agility they do, and we don't have knives growing out of our heads <laughs> for defense, right? And we don't like have the same sense of smell. Exactly. Yeah. Stop We'd, interrupting, Justin. No, he's right. We don't like they. We were given certain gifts, and they were given certain gifts, and yep. you could, uh, like you and me, we would say those are gifts given to us. By God, and some people don't believe in that, and it's just gifts given by evolution, if, right? If we weren't, if we weren't given all these gifts, we would not basically be humans. We would kind of be like animals. Like we could not have clothes, because that might not be, because that could have not be, not have been a gift, and but it was luckily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Marion. Goof. If you feel a cough coming, turn your head away. Fart conquer. Wow. That didn't help at all. <laughs> I know. Okay. You need to get her like one of those. So here's the thing. When you're talking about hunting ethics. Um, so a lot of people... Hunting ethics, it's funny. So it's laws and then it also comes down to... Which laws are regional. You know, every state has different laws, and some areas within states have different laws. And so, like, you have hunting seasons now. You used to not have those in the United States or in the world. You, people so, get hunt whenever. So you used to be able to hunt whenever you wanted? Yeah. When, you know, like when Daniel Boone, you've heard us talk about Daniel Boone before. He was in the early 1800s. Late 1700s, early 1800s, he was a, basically a professional hunter. That was kind of his job. Uh, he kind of bent the rules hunting 
uh, west of the Appalachian Mountains, Smoky Mountains, whatever, um, into Kentucky, which was supposed to be Indian Territory at the time. Um, okay. Yeah, I think there's a story. Daniel Boone killed 400 black bears in one year one time. But that's, and that sounds like a lot, and it's definitely a lot. Uh, but he was, his job was he was feeding entire towns of people, or townships, I guess, what are settlements. Okay. So just that. So, and then in, you know, the early 1900s, we started to realize, oh, a lot of the game populations are almost gone. And we decided to implement hunting seasons and hunting limits. That's why you got to get tags. So if I live in Texas, which I do, I'm going to buy a hunting license, and it's only going to allow me to kill a certain amount of deer, a certain amount of turkey, a certain amount of... And, like, if you got your fishing license... License, it would, it would be a certain amount of fish, right? Like yeah, well, well it depends on the species. Uh, like there's one. Yeah, as far as game game fish, I think it's a bag limit per day. Like bass and catfish. Uh, catfish. I don't know if there's a bag limit. There's size limits though, which is part of it. <laughs> yeah, with deer, there's technically not a size limit. Um. But there's an antler limit. But antler a, size limit. There, yes, in Texas, there it's there's antler restrictions. So it's uh, you can either kill spikes. It's it's called either a spike or a trophy. So either, do you know what a spike is? It, like they're, they have the it's like unbranched horn. The classic spike is one unbranched horn on each side. Like right, so it's just, they're just straight one spike on each side. Yeah, the legal definition in the state of Texas is at least one unbranched horn. Aren't so it can be like this, Marion. Aren't yeah. folks like this? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although you doing something visual, both of you, doesn't really help the podcast with some Well, I was just showing Marion. Some can be like this. Yes. Some folks go, some folks go like this. Yep. Can I tell you a story that I heard from one of our magazines about... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about regulations and stuff, right? Yes. So, in seasons, but the, there was a certain time when uh, deer, like white-tailed deer, were like... Deer got really close to, like, there weren't that many left at a certain point, somewhere in the early 1900s. Yeah, primarily in the 30s. Yeah, the 1930s. And a guy in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, the place we talk about where if you see 100 deer in front of you. I want to say that's Minnesota. Yeah, doesn't matter. Finish your story. Well, somewhere where we think of there's lots of deer, right? Yeah. He he saw a deer track, and he told his friends, and they didn't believe him. And then they w- went back to that place and showed 
And oh, that was a Doug Duran story. Off of either off of Mediator or off of Joe Rogan. No, thank you. But yeah, keep telling. And like, yeah, it was almost like seeing Bigfoot. They like showed. He that was showed, in the sixties, I think, or seventies. He showed his uh, Boy Scout troop, and they were like, "Woo!" Yeah, yeah. And they took pictures and stuff and put it in a log. Yeah, and that's all. And then, of course, now there's tons of them. Like you were saying, they're overrunning. That's thanks to state agencies and regulations like we're talking about. And state agencies and regulations, that's part of the changing over the years of what we consider hunter ethics, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, in, and Tristan wanted to talk about shot placement. That's the next thing on the list. That's one of the major things when we go into the deer blind that you're going to learn. The number one rule as far as hunter ethics and in regards to shot placement is, do you want to take a whack at it, Tristan? Uh, shoot them in the heart with... <laughs> Before that, you got to be sure of your ability yeah. to shoot accurately. Um, yes. Marion, are you listening? Quit wiggling around and pay attention. What did I just say? What's the number one rule? Um, the number one. End of the mic. Um. The number one rule of hunter ethics in regards to shot placement. Yep. Is you got to know how to shoot accurately. That's why we go to the range all the time. So quit wiggling around and pay attention to what's happening in the conversation. Daddy. That goes for you too, Josie. What? I know where we're supposed to shoot the deer. Okay, that's the next thing. Where are you supposed to shoot the deer? Tristan, I should say, Tristan, what did you do to explain to them shot placement? I drew a picture of a white-tailed deer. Was there anything interesting about the picture? Yes, there. I drew... The organs and bones and stuff. It was like an x-ray. Yeah, an x-ray of a deer to show them where you shoot it and where not to shoot it. Yeah. All right, Josie, where do you shoot the deer? We're supposed to shoot the deer in the lungs. Okay. Well, aim for... Marin, what do you aim for? Well, kind kind of in between the heart and the lungs. Well, where they overlap. But the heart. You're aiming for the heart. Because if you yeah. miss the heart a little bit, you're going to hit the lungs, and it's going to be a dead deer yep. very quickly. And you Why do you aim there? Because... Think about ethics. Ethics. I didn't really talk to them about... Yeah, I know. That. You should have. I know. Um, bec- because... Um, it's the- more, more what we were talking about last week with your brain being in... Summer low power mode. Um. Um. Because. Um. Like. The lungs. You want to shoot them where they will up because the heart keeps his blood flowing and his lungs keeps him breathing. So you want to get in between that so his. So he can't breathe and his blood stops. 
okay. to make him die. You need before that. It, as far think about morals and ethics. The reason you want to shoot him there, Tristan, is because you want him to die quickly. So he doesn't suffer a lot. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. That's why it felt kind of bad with the hog. Right, because the hog took forever, but that was a resilient freaking hog. He was, yeah. Was he really big? He, he was, was about, huge. He was almost 200 pounds, <clears throat> which is bigger than Tristan, which is saying something, because he's a big one. Shut up. <laughs> That's the running joke of this podcast. We should call it the Piglet Cast. And the weed joke was the last one. Yeah, yeah, right. If Tristan ever made his own podcast, it would be Tristan Eats Too Much and Now is a Piglet podcast. Yeah, it'd just be you moaning from <laughs> overstuffing and, your gut. And all day, he would be like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right. So, did y'all talk about animal position? Remember, you want the... All right. You remember how he drew the picture of the yeah. deer? Yeah. So if you're sitting there with a gun and you're looking at a deer that's in that position of the picture that Tristan drew, that's called a broadside shot. Okay? Tristan, if there's any shot, animal position, that's more ethically in sync, what is the position called? Do you remember? Uh, quartering... Away. Away, yeah. Yeah. Quartering two, some people do. And what's the straight on shot called? Do you remember? Where the deer's like looking straight at you? Uh, brisket. Brisket shot. Yeah. And is that. <clears throat> would, would I consider that an ethical shot? No. All right. Because, it, because the heart's such a small thing. I mean, it's muscle. That's what the heart is. It's a mm -hmm. big muscle, but still. A bullet would just go straight through the heart and clip intestines and all that. Yeah, it could gross stuff. it could do a lot of damage and that's really painful, but not be and, lethal. Yeah, and you don't want to shoot it in the brain because the brain's really small and it wouldn't kill it that fast. Right. So if like an, if smooth. you walk if you're walking through the woods, Mary, and I'm going to ask you this: If you're walking through the woods and you see a deer. But he only gives you, he only presents himself in a position that we would consider not ethical. What do you do? Um, um, do you shoot the deer? No. Correct. You either I'm wait for him to get into position, as they will, Tristan knows, sometimes they'll do. Or sometimes they'll just go away and never give you present you with a shot. If they're on the run, what do you do, Tristan? If they're like running away from you? Yeah, and you're like have the skills that you and I have, skill skill level. Don't shoot it. Yeah, don't shoot it. If you're like a super awesome guy and you've shot shot a thousand deer on the run and you know got them through the lungs every time then yeah why not i mean that's what you're good at right yeah. uh, that's yeah. that's one of the funny like it comes down to the individual too ethics like it's not just regional it's the individual uh so like if tristan's shooting with a gun he really shouldn't be taking a shot at more than a hundred yards yeah 
But if a Marine Corps sniper is sitting there with a 308 that he's worked with for 15 years, he could probably he could do it from considerably further distance than 100 yards, right? Yeah. So that's ethics. Okay. So uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about ethics today is I came across this a few years ago and. I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast. <clears throat> Tristan, who is Fred Bear? Um, he uh, he's a guy who was a hunter, and he used. For all I know, he used his bow most of the time when he was hunting. Uh, he's kind of considered the godfather of modern day bow hunting yeah like he revolutionized it at least on the retail level like uh, his company as far as i know introduced compound bows but he rarely hunted with compound bows he mostly hunted with recurve all right so fred bear that he's definitely a guy that contributed a lot to north american um Hunting ethics, you know, he considered it more ethical to take a large animal with bow and arrow than with a gun. And so just kind of what's intrinsic with that is he's he was kind of a philosopher, right? I mean, that's kind of a through line of a lot of hunters anyway. And so once upon a time, Fred Bear, I don't know where... When he wrote it, where he wrote it, if it was in an interview or a magazine article or what. But he came up with Fred Bear's Ten Commandments of Hunting. And so I want to go through these one at a time, kind of fairly quickly. How much time do we have left? Uh, well, there's no time limit. Mm. It's just when we get done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to list off each one, and I want y'all to kind of tell me what you think these mean with and be thinking in regards to hunting ethics right okay so fred bears 10 commandments of hunting number one you ever you know what the 10 commandments are when we're not talking about fred bear and you know you go to sunday school the 10 commandments moses went up on the mountain and God carved a tablet, five commandments on each, thou shalt not kill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think so. Y'all had to have learned it at some point. All right, well, obviously, we need to figure out why that's lacking in your education. Okay, Fred Bear's Ten Commandments of Hunting. Number one, Tristan, pay attention because you're part of this too. Don't step on anything you can step over. Guilty as charged. Like sticks. What does it mean as far as hunting ethics? Well, because here's the thing. This one and uh, pretty much all the others have a couple of different meanings in regards to how they're applied to hunting and being in the field in general. But we're talking about ethics today because, like, don't step on anything you can step over. That could definitely just mean don't make noise you don't have to make if you're sneaking up on an animal. 
but thinking about it in a broader sense. Because this isn't just, ethics doesn't just apply to the one animal you're trying to kill. It, it applies to the species, the entire species as a whole, all the other species that populate that area, and the habitat itself, because the habit, they all affect each other. Well, so. if you're going through the woods and there's, like, a log, mm-hmm. but it's a big log, you could, like, um, you might not want to step on it because, like, um, something could live in there, like squirrels or something, and you don't want to mess up that habitat because the squirrels, like, they bury acorns and those acorns turn into more trees, so you don't want to screw up mm-hmm. a squirrel's house because squirrels help us because they acorns and stuff. Okay. And you kind of took the words right out of my mouth, Daddy. You don't. You also don't want to step on stuff because it could make the animal know you're there and scare them away. Yeah, but we're talking about ethics. <clears throat> okay? Don't want to step on, like, yeah, you don't want to affect the environment, like harm the environment if you don't have to. Okay. Uh, this one, don't look for deer, look for movement. And remember, it's what they're looking for also. Okay, that uh, maybe doesn't apply as much to ethics. Um, let me think of best of the best I can. Okay, don't look for deer, look for movement. I guess because... That one's really just good advice for hunting. Yeah, but I guess because, um, like, if you look for deer, it's kind of like the other one. You could step on a lot of stuff, and, um, deer could run away, and, um... Lots of stuff could happen, but if you are cool movements, and that means you can slowly approach and not step on as much stuff and not scare the deal away. Because if you look for deal, you'll be kind of excited and go on it not that slow, and you might step on a lot of st- stuff that hurt the environment and scare the deal away. So, you know. All right. Look I have something. Yep. So, like, in, uh, when we were at Chaparral, remember, I was, we were all kind of not looking for deer, but looking for movement, mm-hmm. and when I was looking around, we saw those, um, quail. Yep. That was, like, cool. Yeah. Like, you could be in Alaska looking for a moose, but if you're just looking for movement, you could see... All a, right. Get in one position in relation to your mic and stay there. You could see, like, a grizzly bear yep. or something. Okay. Three, always approach downwind. In the cool of the day, move uphill. In the heat of the day, move downhill. Uh, um, because... This is kind of the same as, and actually, as I'm looking at this, a lot of these apply more to just hunting advice than they do to just ethics. But uh, still, fun to talk about. Oh, let me think. 
Anything. It's always valuable. If Fred Bear said something, it's valuable to listen to it. Okay, I'll have to say something. All right. Um, you could, like, if you're moving downhill, you could scare something besides deer. Well, this one is about wind movement. Well, yeah, you could also, like, if something smells you and it's been living there for a long time, it could run away from its home or wherever it's living and, like, get hurt. I don't know. No, well, it's about the air moving. Yeah. Up and down. Cool. Right. Cool. Down. Hot. Rising. I don't know a, a lot about this, but my best guess would be I don't know a lot about that. that but I mean, you could, re- it's kind of a stretch, but you could apply this to ethics as far as if a lot of animals are smelling you, you're displacing them unnaturally. Like you're telling, you know, they're getting, the whole herd is smelling you and they're like, oh, let's go somewhere, not here. Right? Mostly um, that's for being able to sneak up on them with a bow oh that's the other thing i wanted to talk about with archery you know we were talking about shot distances blah 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 because i saw you had written something on y'all's notes about don't get too close what does that mean well i don't know where's my list it's in that pile Uh, Tristan, you'll like this next one, number four, while Marion's looking for her notes. I got it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Okay, so here's the title. It is What We Will Talk About Wilderness Law Podcast. There you go. All right, what is, and what was the first note? Okay, it is... How to hunt deer. Do not get too close. Is that just about scaring them off? That's no. not really about it. No. What does no. it have to do with that thing? Because, well, basically, like, he was basically, so that's one of them, and he was basically, man, let me get to the other ones. Authorities of a... I don't know. Um, um, wait. Um, but especially do not get too close to shoot a deal with a rifle. Okay. I don't know what y'all were talking about, but something because, was misinterpreted there. Because, um, like if you got too close with a rifle, it's way too powerful. And it could just go right through the deal and, you know. Did y'all talk about that? Yeah. Stop, Marin. I'm not asking you. I said I said something, and then I was like, no, that's not right. And I stopped talking about that. Okay, you should have corrected it. Yeah. Okay. It does. Getting too close is never a bad idea. All right? It's all about being confident with your shot. That's one of the reasons a lot of people consider bow hunting, a lot of bow hunters consider it more ethical because, and, stop. Okay. 
because you're getting you have to sneak up closer you have to pay attention pay more attention to the wind you have to pay more attention to just how you smell period you got to pay more attention to you being quiet right can you show them the photo stop no you're on a microphone but i thought the that camera's not going Uh. no what i can do is take a picture of that and put it in the show notes on wildernesslaw.us which I changed the configuration today to where the home screen is the podcast, since that seems to be the thing that we are doing. We're definitely doing the most. Um, All right. Daddy. Oh, by the way, we're, you and Tristan, you and me are going hiking Saturday morning. Um, Daddy. We keep talking about it. Hopefully, we're gonna actually do it. At the end, there's that photo of Tristan walking <coughs> through the woods. Look. Yep. Very cool. Okay, <laughs> number four, Tristan. You, sh- I think you're gonna like this one. The best camouflage pattern is called sit down and be quiet. <laughs> your grandpa, remember that your grandpa, I'm not doing it 100% word for word. Remember that your grandpa hunted deer in a plain red coat. Think about that for a second is what Fred Bear says. Yeah. You know, back in the day, that's everybody, it was like red flannel. You know, was what people and they'd wear blue jeans, and we know blue's not really good. But most, a lot of them were sitting in box stands. Uh, but again, that's more about hunting advice than it's like quit burning your money on all this camo that the deer don't care about. They're not the deer ain't fashion experts. All right, number five, take only gear to the field that allows you to hunt longer, harder, and smarter. Do you see a way that? Applies to ethics. Um, like. And th- I mean, remember, it's ju- it's sportsmanship, too. It's not just the suffering of the animal. It's sport. Um, it's the sportsman. The complete yeah, encompassing yeah, idea of sportsmanship. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there was a first time hunting. And you bought a big gun that you didn't know how to walk, and you did shoot it, you could fall back and kind of hurt yourself if you were hunting from like a rocky hideaway or something. That may, So you wouldn't want to bring a big gun if, if you were a first timer. You would want to bring a okay. small gun. Well, that's interesting. That's. Not exactly what he's talking about. Tristan, you're definitely on the right track, I guess. Okay, you want me to reread it? No. Okay, then what's your take on it? Don't bring something that will slow you down. Mm -hmm. Because if you wound an animal, you don't want to have a backpack full of useless gear. You don't want to have, like, 30 knives and... Right. A gazillion. And a five-people tent when you're by yourself. Yeah. And you're loaded down with all this crap. And, yeah. Having and to you, run through the and woods. And you don't find the deer. or And that's just one example of the many bad things that could happen after the shot. Don't bring a bunch of walks to sharpen your knife. Okay, this one, uh, I, don't, I'm, I don't know that this one applies too much to ethics either. But a rainstorm isn't a reason to quit the hunt. It's a reason to stay. That's more about advice also, probably. Mm. 
because just how wind movement and everything. Yep. Like, um, e, if you went out to go hunt, you could hold yourself or hold the animal because, you know, there's lots of lightning and lots of thunder, lots of rain, and you, you could hold either yourself or the animal. Okay. That you are aiming at. Okay, Josie, I'm going to ask you this one and see if you've been listening at all since your eyes are glazing over. (laughs) This is a fairly easy one to extrapolate ethics, but uh, I'm not sure uh, you're going to. But let's see what you come up with. It ought to be entertaining one way or the other. Number seven, camouflage your appearance, your sound, and your scent. Stat, don't get up to the mic. You've got everything tangled around you. you have, how did you even do this? Wait, what? All right. Get on the mic. Camouflage your appearance, your sound, and your scent when you're hunting. How does that relate to ethics? Well, because you get don't... Get on the mic. Well, because you don't... One video or, or whatever you you're gonna hunt to heal you, heal you or see you so you can get a good shot at at what you're gonna shoot. You know what, Josie? That is exactly right. Good job. I have one too. She was paying attention that. sometimes. What? <laughs> so like. You don't. You also don't want them to smell you. Right. That's right. So that's why me and Daddy went to Cabela, to Cabela's and bought DOP to put on him or whatever. <laughs> yep. I don't really know, but you would want to do something to block your smell and just make it s- smell like a deal, so you blend in with the West and they don't think you're human. They think you're a deal. So that they'll let you kind of come over or whatever and shoot you. Not really let them, let you, but they're kind of like, think you're a deal and let you just come along until they see you or whatever. And, but yeah, you want to cover yourself with something or whatever to make yourself blend in. Yeah, there you or go. maybe you can do a deal close to get a deal over to you. Yeah, to make a better shot. Yeah. Okay. Stop it. That's okay. Number eight. This one is almost a hundred percent about ethics. It's also also about meat recovery and other things, but it's. <laughs> You'll see. It's almost entirely like you don't even have to interpret it. Number eight, be sure of your shot. Nothing is more expensive than regret. That's a good quote right there. And that's you don't. I mean, we could discuss it. If you there's have, not much to discuss. Right. <laughs> it says it perfectly. Nine and ten are kind of more like we were talking about, where it's more just advice. But we'll see what we come up with. Number nine. Hunt where the deer actually are, not where you'd imagine them to be. What does that mean, JoJo? Um, Mike. Um, Stay, sit on your knees. It's 
Sit up. Sit up. So it means. Sit up. So it means. Get your butt on your feet. Goofball. There you go. Perfect. It means that. Um, you want me to repeat it? Yeah. <laughs> Hunt where the deer actually are, not where you'd imagine them to be. shot of them so you want to use a deal call or something so so they can find where you are so you can shoot them okay i mean that's um, uh, definitely have, true i have yep. a really good one what so like if you thought they were at a pig farm or whatever you boys like to hunt at. And they were actually at the forest and you hunted at a deer farm and never saw any. That would be like your fault and, and not the deer's because it's not their fault that you looked in a dumb spot. That's true. Tristan, you got anything? All right. The yeah, the, like I said, this is mostly about just advice for hunting, because <clears throat> what I mean, what it's referencing is every hunter has done this, where you know, three years ago I saw deer in X, you know, such and such spot, and I've hunted there every year since and haven't seen a single deer, but I still can't wrap my brains around the fact that they're not coming back there. Like that one story in Meat Eater. Yeah, exactly. That elk guy. Well, we've done it, too. Yeah. Okay, number 10. Last one. Next year's hunt begins the minute this season's hunt ends. Well, get ready through the non-hunting parts yeah, of the year. scouting. Yeah. And as far as ethics, practicing. Yeah. Like what yeah. that one guy did, you might want to, like... Take a day to like you know train, like one of the like take a giant rock, put it in the backpack or whatever, and carry it up. That's true too. Yeah, camera in hands. Um, um, every day you have the time. Yep. All right, so that is it for today's podcast or this week's podcast, I guess, since we do it weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do y'all have, Josie, do you have any final thoughts on ethics? Mm-hmm. Hunting ethics? Um, Did you learn anything new today? I have one. Okay, get I, closer to the microphone. I have one that I learned new. It is that you never shoot a deer in the heart. Why you always aim for the heart? I mean, that you never get it in the middle of the heart. But you get it between the lungs and the hole. Yeah, she got that exactly right. Um, no. What? All right. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but you're kind of wording it right. You want to aim for the dead center of the heart if you can. I learned that... Quit moving around. Get your head in the same position... In relation to the mic and talk. Um, I learned that you 
No, I'm not going to let you think. Yeah, there's not a lot. I, I basically didn't learn anything. Yes, you did. Be thinking about that while we go to Tristan. Okay. I didn't really learn that much new. I knew most I things. hope you learned something about teaching the girls. Oh. Yeah, I need to Because that was better. your job. Yeah, I mean, apparently we both do. But, yeah, you got to organize better. You got to not be distracted by them going crazy. Marion, be thinking about what you're going to say. Right. And that's just part of it. That's what, that's really what this podcast has turned into being all about. Okay, I got it. Is figuring out how to formulate lessons, right? All right. Because y'all are young and going out into the woods, if I don't teach you right, you're going to end up not bringing the right tools. And hunting ethics is one of the tools you got to bring. All right, you little I, squirrel. I learned that. Get on the microphone. I learned that there's many Pacific places on a deer you might want to shoot, and many that you don't want to shoot. Yeah. Well, I learned that you don't want to shoot the deer in the brains or the bones. Yeah. Or why, the eyes. Why don't you want to shoot it in the brains? Or brain? the testicles. Because that that. <laughs> Because that wouldn't kill it very well. Right. Well, because the deer's brain is very tiny and easy to miss. I. And there's a lot of horror stories about people aiming for headshots and deer, you know, walking off without a jaw or whatever and dying later in horrific ways. Right. And not being recovered. So, Marion, finish your thought I know Jojo jumped in in the middle of um, you well that's like you, you wouldn't want to shoot them in like the testicles the little or the spine yeah you would want to shoot them like dead center of the heart lungs all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. and if I mean if you're the type of guy that knows how to get them in the brain, you know, like we we're talking about sniper type dude, then yeah, maybe that's an option for you. For me, it's not, especially with a bow and arrow. So yeah, I'm gonna go for the heart every time. All right, um, that's everything for today. Yeah, Marion, sign us off. Tell, say everybody's name. I wanna say my name. Okay, Jojo, you say your name. My name is Josie, and I am five. And Tristan is 11, and he's Tristan. Yes, and say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone that's watching this. Listening to this. This is Josie, Marion, Tristan, and... Steven. Lane. Lane. Or Daddy. Signing off of the Wilderness Law podcast and check us out at the wildernesslaw.us. Boom. Yeah, good and job. This is us signing out from the For the, the record, we did not have to prompt her on any of that. Um, signing out. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Right, everybody say bye. 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 bye.